Hi, this is Mo. And this is Sarah, and you're listening to the podcast Bird Shit. We started this podcast to share our love of birding with other enthusiastic birders in the world. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Today we're going to share the last part of our trip to Point Pelee National Park in Canada. Uh, it's a pretty short episode, we just have a few little last clips for you. In this episode we interview another birder who was with us when we saw our prothonotory warbler, which was a big, big moment for us. And um, it's kind of just like our second day and we do a short little recap at the end of the trip about what we learned, what we loved, and what we're going to do differently to become better birders. In total, on this wonderful trip to Point Pelee, we saw a total of 54 different species of birds. And yes, by saw, we mean saw with our own eyes because we are still inefficient in identifying birds by their calls. That's one thing we really discussed is needing to improve on our memory skills with bird calls. There was one exception to this, though, which was the yellow-billed cuckoo um, that our new friend Craig, who we interviewed in previous episodes talked about while we were standing in the parking lot trying to identify birds by sight. Yes, and uh, we saw, so of those 54 species, that upped my year count by 20 birds. So in total, I've seen 95 birds for 2019, according to my eBird tracking, which is pretty sweet. Damn! I should say 95 different species. Like, I probably saw 95 robins just today. <laughs> I was going to say, if I looked outside, I'm pretty sure, like, 95 red-winged blackbirds would just be hanging out in one spot together. <laughs> yeah, 95 species of birds. Good to clarify. So since this is a pretty short episode, we wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our awesome supporters and listeners out there of our little baby podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone who's followed along on Instagram. If you're still looking to find us, our handle is at birdshitpodcast, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. We post some stuff in our stories and in our feed, and we've actually had a few people reach out on Instagram that have shared either birds in the news articles for us or offered to be interviewed for our podcast, which is pretty sweet. And I think it really embodies what we were looking to do when we launched this podcast, which was just to bring a little more bird into everyone's world. Also, we received some fan mail, which is very exciting. Shout out to um, my former coworker and friend, Paul, who actually listened and suggested some stuff that he's seen, which is what we, like Mo said, really want to bring into our podcast is you, because this is for inexperienced birders, experienced birders, but people we want to connect with more about birds. So if you want to reach out, again, our email is hellobirdshit at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, as this is our first time doing a podcast, I'm pretty sure it's very apparent this is our first time doing a podcast. <laughs> um, it's like it gets yeah. better, though, right? It's it like the better. first time you have sex, it's always a little bit like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. And in our case, we just happen to have sex with like approximately 25 strangers, according to our stats. I was wondering where you were going with that at first when you were like, we had sex with 25 strangers. I thought this was a personal statement. And I was like, <laughs> maybe let's not bring that full on into the podcast mode. Maybe let's like talk about that off offline. Offline. Um, but yeah, so tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if there's anything you'd like us to talk about in future episodes or something you're really passionate about and want to bring more attention to, please feel free to reach out. Cool. Uh, also, major shout out to the four people who left us reviews on iTunes. We didn't even ask anyone to do that. Uh, and double major shout out to the fact that all four of those people actually, yeah, all four of those people left four, left, <laughs> double major shirt. <laughs> 
Why is it so hard to talk today? I don't know. I'm like really struggling too. I don't know if it's because it's like a Sunday and I think it's also because I got like stayed up late two nights in a row. So my brain is just like fried. I have a bruise on my face from karaoke. Yeah, um, not what I would expect from Sober Mo, but um, did you hit yourself in the face with a microphone? No, somebody else hit me in the face with a microphone. (laughs) It was a private room karaoke, so there were 10 of us and only two mics, and somebody was trying to share, and instead they hit me in the face, and now I have this awesome bruise on my face. So this is 30, my friend. I would tell that story to everyone, though. I'm... Probably going to, at one point, hit myself in the face with this microphone that we talk into, so it's going to happen. little aggressive bird podcasting. Yeah, I'm going to get really excited about something and, like, knock out my front tooth. I can't wait for that moment. Okay, Uh, should we try this last paragraph? (laughs) (laughs) Let me try to read this paragraph again. Uh, Major shout-out to the four people who left us reviews on iTunes, and double major shout-out for the fact that those were all five-star reviews. Hashtag blessed. Thank you. Don't ever do that hashtag again, please. Oh, but come on. Hashtags are so much better when you say them out loud. Yeah, um, but I guess that's a good point. Hashtag blessed, though, is one that just makes my skin Hashtag crawl. bird blessed. Ha- thank you. Hashtag okay. bird blessed. <laughs> What's also cool is that someone we don't even know left us a review on iTunes, uh, which is cool but also like a little scary because it means that people other than just our parents are listening to our podcast my parents don't even know i'm doing this um oh. I, th- I think my mom tried to download a podcast once and she gave up so now she listens to comedy radio free on in her car so i don't, I don't think my parents are even listening oh my god well i think my parents are but i think i think that they disown me a little bit more with each episode oh well i love that your parents probably are really proud of me that I, we're doing this <laughs> They're like, that's Sarah. She's keeping Mo on the right track. She's so good. She's so good for Mo. I know. You are good for me. That's what's happening. Well, shout out to Mama and Papa Strike. Whoop. And uh, if you do like bird shit, or at least the podcast bird shit, uh, it would be awesome if you could leave us a review on iTunes and maybe just say a few words about why you bother listening to us. If you don't like it, don't go on iTunes. If you don't like it, why are you still listening? I mean, we babbled on for at least five minutes already. Like At this point, you should know that you're not interested in us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So enough of this junk. Here is the last part of our Point Peely trip. Woo! I'm just walking on the trail near our yurt. Being yelled at by a red-winged blackbird. fluffy feather thing. They look like the turkeys do. I like those paper fold-up turkeys they put on Thanksgiving tables that looked exactly like that. I've actually never seen a turkey do that before. It looks like they're trying to get into the hut. Oh my god, it literally is pecking at the door. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but that is a turkey bashing its face against a building, probably eating all the bugs.
just learned that bird on this trip, and I really love it. There's probably a couple hundred Dunlin oh, nice. there, uh, and the semi-palmated and leaf sandpipers. Uh, we might have to hit that place up on the way out. You'd want to hit it on your way out. Yeah. It's real easy to get to. Um, if you take the first, the road out of the park and you go out past the gate, okay. take the first right and then the road will curve around to make a 90 degree left. You just continue on that. You'll come to a T. You take a left and then the next right and you'll take your right to Perfect. Awesome. Uh, you can get directions better or see a map. Right now we are walking through the woods back to the visitor's center at Point Pele. Um, we had just, well, what did we just see? Prithonatory warbler! Yeah, it is a gorgeous yellow warbler. Uh, kind of had like a faded gray back, mm -hmm. like the back part of its wings were really dark gray with like a lighter gray on top. And the problem that we've had this trip is we've seen so many yellow birds and our guide keeps telling us that they're yellow warblers, and we're like, okay, yeah, I guess they're all yellow warblers. But they then all have d slightly different patterns. Yeah, and then to finally see the prothonotory warbler and be like, oh, okay. that's actually a different bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a yellow warbler. It's not a yellow warbler. And, like, distinctly different. Like, it was so much brighter in the, in the like, the yellow chest. And um, and it was actually really cool because we wa we stood in its nesting area for a while, and then we couldn't see it, so we like walked with a group. But there were like six of us all together, and we hit the end of this foot trail, and then it was like completely flooded. So we decided to turn around and come back up the trail the other way. And that was when we paused at the bridge for a second time, where there were like signs about its nesting area. And then we weren't there for very long when it showed up. Yeah, it showed up really quickly and was like very close to us. Didn't even need binoculars to see that bright yellow. It was awesome. Very, very cool. Now I'm keeping my eye on some other birds. Yeah, what are you looking at? I see you looking up. I can't tell. There's two of them back there. Oh, we got another yellow warbler just through. Oh, two of them. Two yellow the warblers. Path. Okay, well, we just got so geeked about um, that experience that we just had to get the mics out and record. And now we're going to talk about while it's fresh. Yep, and now we're going to get attacked by mosquitoes and let you go. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for talking with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Um, why don't you tell us your name and where you're visiting from? Sure. I'm Mark Matten, visiting from Charlotte, North Carolina. And right today we're at the Point Pelee National Park of Canada. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Much better it, than yesterday. It is. It is beautiful. Yeah, cool. So what got you into birding? How'd you get started? Um, I, even as a child, a young child, I liked bird, you know, all nature, and I, lo I love birds. And when I was about 12, my aunt and uncle gave me the... Um, Peterson field guide to birds so you know within a short period of time I probably you know knew most of the birds and uh, you know enjoyed um, uh, identifying them when I saw, saw any new birds and would try to go to different parks to find birds so um, that's how I got started and then I um, when I was 13 I started going on field trips with the Huntington Audubon Society it's the local Audubon Society in on Long Island where I grew up oh very cool yeah 
That's awesome. So yeah. then just like meeting other birders and kind of following yeah, them around. Yeah, for about three or four years, I would go almost every weekend. And then, you know, I was at that point, I guess I was, I became kind of knowledgeable from learning from all the other birders. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, I know we just had a really awesome experience here with the Prothonotory Warbler. That was pretty cool. Uh, but do you have like a really distinct, like favorite birding memory that you can huh. recall? <clears throat> Huh. Maybe with my uncle and his, at his um, country house seeing the pileated woodpecker when I was a child. That was a good one, just especially when you know I was only 13 or 14. Just that was impressive uh, to see that. I think I really um, that was memorable. Yeah, so, those yeah. birds are huge. Yeah. Like <laughs> when yeah. you're used to seeing like downy woodpeckers yeah, and then true. you see a pileated, you're yeah. like, whoa. That's true. That was... um, so what advice would you have for people who are getting started in birding or want to maybe get started? Okay, well, definitely get it, some type of field guide. I, I have a preference for the Peterson guide just because I got started with that, but many of the others are also excellent. And um, um, just try to go out as often as possible. And when you see a bird, try to identify it by the, you know, Usually they have uh, identifying characteristics, like, I mean, in the field guide, they'll have arrows, at least the Peterson guide has arrows pointing to, like, things that will help you identify it, like, um, you know, a certain shape or color or something of, you know, of that bird, so that kind of helps you get started to, to learn the birds. Yeah, yeah, like the more distinctive features are, like, you look for these things. Right, right. Excellent. Yeah. Anything else you want to add at all? Um, I think that's it for today. We just saw the, per yeah, I think you just said we saw the prothonotary warbler. That was a nice one. That was a new bird for me, actually. So, yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah. that was our first time seeing it, too. Yeah. 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 And the, so, what, that woodpecker house was also really cool. Seeing the downy woodpecker, like, nest, yeah, nest, they nest in cavities in, in the, in the stump. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time oh, to talk, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. It was enjo I enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. All right. We made it to Hillman Marsh. So Hillman Marsh is located just outside of Point Pelee. There's that creepy noise again. It's the most intense bullfrog noise I think I've ever heard. It sounds so much deeper, like a thicker rubber band than all the other ones. No, it sounds like the machines in War of the Worlds. Oh, you are so right. No, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. We're coming to you live from the Hillman Marsh, right outside of Point Pele, as some where we're watching a variety of birds flying, shorebirds flying in and out. Um, we've also got two sandhill cranes to our right, and a bunch of geese with their babies, several mallard ducks. Um, but these shorebirds are quite enjoyable, aren't they, Mo? Dude, I think that I think that red-winged blackbird is feeding a baby. Yep, that's a baby on the ground. Why is it on the ground? It may not be so that when they're fledglings, they... Oh, yeah, it's definitely a baby. Look at all that puff on it. Um, it's probably too big for the nest. You know, and I never outgrew my parents' nest, but I still left. Yeah, and I know, Mo. I know. But no, that's a baby. It'll probably be able to fly soon. Maybe my parents should have made my space a little more uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe they should have made it smaller. Also, we're here with some freaking large turtles. Several painted turtles, a couple box turtles. Um, They're quite large. So uh, this is the last stop on our journey before we get back in the car and drive to Michigan, and then I drive on to Chicago. Wah. 
How, Sarah, would you describe this four-day adventure we've had together? Um, Well, as you know, it's been over Memorial Day weekend, so it's been a long weekend. And you came in early Friday. Say Friday, we started with our most young, um, probably irresponsible selves. And now we... Yeah, I mean, we got pretty much blackout drunk on our old college campus. And we broke into some college buildings... And then, I wouldn't say we broke in. We just slipped in after people. That's it's not... We didn't break anything. We didn't break anything. We didn't... Yeah, we didn't break anything. Also, and then we went to the same bar twice. Once when we were the only people there. And then once when there were like 50 undergraduates there. Yeah, Mo. Um, do you want to detail why we went back there? Oh, because we got on a party bus with a bunch of underage drinking children and... It was a blast. Idea, whose idea was that? Oh, that was mine. I will jump on any party bus <laughs> anytime. You hear that, anyone? If you need to kidnap Mo, <laughs> just get a party bus. Just pull up at a party bus. I'm all yours. Uh, yeah, the next day was a little rough. I don't think I saw you for most of that day. Nope. You were out and functioning in society, and I was... Well, I wasn't functioning in society. I was birding in the arb. I was dying. University of Michigan. And here we are now in Canada on Sunday, our last day of our trip. Uh, we spent a lot of time outside with the birds. We should do a count. I want to say we're probably close to like 40 or 50 different species. I'd say we're very close to 50. I know our goal was 100. We came a little shy in that. There's probably a lot that we walked by, a lot that we just can't identify. Um, also, you know, we did come when it was not the peak of migration, so I think we can give ourselves a little leeway, as there were not, probably not as many different species to identify. That's true. And and Craig, one of our friends, Craig, that we met, he did say peak migration was about t- two weeks ago, and he saw 26 different warblers in one day. And uh, some people saw up to 32. Yeah. So, that's pretty good, considering that we learned that the most reported uh, was 44 of the 52 yep. warblers. There's some numbers that I don't really remember, but suffice to say, that seems like it was probably a pretty good week. And for the warblers, we know we don't know that many, but we saw a few. The prothonotory warbler, definitely a highlight for me. That was Same. such a cool moment. I think that, that that moment to me really embodied everything I love about birding, which is where you kind of are in highly... Uh, not highly uncomfortable, but fairly uncomfortable circumstances. Like, yeah, it was a nice day, but there were a ton of mosquitoes, like, biting us, like, nonstop. But we were with people that we had just met, and they were willing to share their knowledge with us. And we had a chance to go back, and we decided not to. We decided to stick it out. And because we did, we got a up-close-and-personal opportunity with this incredible bird um, that I don't think I'll ever forget. Yeah, it was kind of that, um, what I like about birding, that wait, 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 oh, surprise. Like, I feel like birds always surprise you. So that was a lot of fun to see that. And honestly, right now I'm just staring at these three turtles. That turtle is so large. Also saw a rose-breasted grosbeak, which is a bird that, um, it's got a short little beak, kind of like a, a sparrow-type beak, um, but it's about the size of a robin. It's got a white chest with this really... Not like a cardinal red, but like a soft, like pinkish kind of red chest, like right in the middle of a white belly. And it's a bird that often shows up in my eBird app when I'm trying to ID other birds, and I've never seen one before. And to come across that on the way back when we were not really paying attention, and we were just kind of like, let's just get back to the visitor center and check out of our campsite. And then to come across that was like super cool. It was awesome. So, Mo, um, 
what would you say was the best thing about this trip and what do you take away from it as um, tips or next steps for becoming better at birding? From a birding perspective, I think it was cool to see like by day two, how many more species I'm comfortable identifying from afar. Yeah, I felt like we learned quickly. Like once we saw the same bird like two or three times, it was very easy for us to be like, okay, that's that. Yeah, like the eastern kingbird, I feel good about that one. Barn swallows, I will never forget barn swallows. Um, Obviously, a lot of the traditional like red-winged blackbirds and stuff. Um, But those two in particular, and then even yellow warblers, I feel better about IDing them. Even though I don't know many of the other warblers, I feel pretty good about the yellow warbler. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely okay with the yellow warbler now. Um, I can invite him over for drinks. What was the other question? Um, what do you take away from this as like your next steps to becoming a better birder? I need to learn bird calls. There were so Same. many times when we were walking and I could hear so many different things and I just didn't know what I was hearing. And even like the yellow-billed cuckoo, we heard it twice and never saw it. And and for me, like somebody who, who likes to track and try to see how many things we can rack up, to know that I was in the vicinity of a bird that I couldn't see, but somebody else could hear, made me realize there's probably a lot of birds that are around me that I just don't know what they are. And if I could learn the calls, I'd be a lot better at being able to find them in the, in the wild and not necessarily even have to have my binoculars with me all the time, but just know in my heart that that's the bird that's nearby. Yeah, I think that's what I take away too, is definitely just also more time being around other birders. I um, have only done, this is my first travel for birding, but I feel like a lot of the birders that we met were super helpful and it was very um, easy to identify the bird that we're looking for in a group. Having someone more experienced, so getting in that group setting is something I'm definitely going to try and do when we get back. Yeah, it's a ton of fun birding with other birders. I feel like I was going to ask you another question. Oh. I'm just going to stare at these sandhill cranes on while you think of it. I don't, I don't, I think you were probably going to ask me, how did I become such a cool birder? <laughs> and, you know. Sarah, a, Sarah, how did you become uh, such a cool birder? Please, can you enlighten me? Well, you know, I definitely didn't take any tips from you, that's for sure. Oh, I don't blame you. Because I'm wearing um, smart wool like long johns and wool socks and it's 75 degrees out oh but i don't have ticks on me i don't have any ticks on me i'm wearing a sweatshirt and leggings and like knee-high socks and boots like we are good no ticks up in here um yeah i think that's it mo i just don't want to get back in the car that bird just pooped (laughs) that's how you close out bird shit podcast with a bird actually (laughs) shitting in front of you well, guys. Thanks, Barn Swallow. Yep, that Barn Swallow just took a giant dump in front of us, and that's that's the bird shit. All right, keep your eyes to the skies. Bird shit out.